Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. So today I want to speak on the subject, choose life. What's the name? Choose life. Abby Johnson. Let's look at Abby Johnson's picture here. Have you ever heard of her? Who has heard of Abby Johnson? No one? Don't worry, me either. I don't know who that person is. I'm just kidding. No, Abby Johnson. I watched this movie called Unplanned. Have you, have you seen that movie? Unplanned? One person. Woo! Woo! Awesome. So Abby Johnson is, that movie is based on her life. Um... She's an advocate for women in need. She's always been like, she's always had that passion for women who are in need. And this, <clears throat> I'm sorry, this is what led her to join Planned Parenthood. Have you heard of Planned Parenthood? It's the nation's largest abortion provider. She was born in a Christian home, but deep inside she knew that abortion was not okay. The reason she joined the Planned Parenthood is because as I said, she's an advocate for women. And when, when she was working there, she also had two abortions herself um, before she was married. Then she got married to a really good, nice Christian guy. But she knew deep inside, like, this is not okay. She saw, then she started growing in that company. Eventually, she became, like, the clinic director. And... When she was a clinic director, you know, like many years passed by. And like eight years later, she was still working there. And her husband would keep telling her, oh, that's not okay. Um, I don't agree with what you're doing. She never actually went to an abortion room. She was just helping out, like from the reception. And then she climbed up to be like the, the director. But like after eight years, she was called into a, a procedure, an abortion procedure. And when she was there, it was like, like life-changing for her. She was actually saw the ultrasound while the abortion was taking place. And she saw the 13-week baby fighting for his life. And this completely changed her. She couldn't hold it when she was looking at that. She was like, oh, my God, uh, I can't be here. This is not right. So she went to her, like, to the restroom in that place, and she just started crying, 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 and she's like, this is not okay. And when you watch the movie, I really recommend this movie. It's called Unplanned. Um, there was a group there that was rallying for many, many months, and the name of that group is called 40 Days for Life. It's like we're doing the 30 Days for Life. But the name of that group was 40 Days for Life. And they were there every Saturday because that was the day that abortions were taking place on Saturdays. And eventually she remembered, oh, there's this group, 40 Days for Life. So after she had that life-changing event when she was just broken and she's like, wow, this is not okay, she went there and they really helped her out. She was able to just like 
tell them what's going on. She knew she, she, she had Jesus in her heart. And she knew, like, God appreciated life from conception. And that's when she found out about this. And she was like, oh, my God. So all those years that these people prayed in front of her for this cause for life, eight years later, that was like what touched her. Eight years later, can you imagine that? It took her eight years to realize abortion was not okay and that God really loves life. You know what? Let's look at what Psalm 139, 16 it says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Can you repeat this after me? Say, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So God's concern for life begins at conception. A lot of people say, yeah, the mother has the right to do whatever she wants with her body. That's right. But God sees another person in the womb. And in this movie, one of the things that really caught my attention was that when the, when the girls, were, because it was usually young girls, when they would come into these clinics, uh, by law they had to have an ultrasound. But when they had the ultrasound, they wouldn't let her hear the baby's heart beat. They, they wouldn't let her hear the, her, the heartbeat. Because what happens when a mother listens to her child's heartbeat? She's going to hear what? Say with me, life. Life, your baby's life. And there's going to make her be like, wow. She'd probably be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So that's the reason they don't allow them to hear the baby's body, uh, baby's heartbeat. The first thing that I want to tell you is that God loves you. Say with me, God loves me. Don't hear that you, don't feel or think that you're here just by accident. This day was planned by God. There are people who have been praying for you, for you to be here in this place. Because as a church, we have been praying for 30 days for you guys. Did you guys know that? Woo! And we believe, just like Abby Johnson, they prayed for her for eight years until she eventually realized God loved her. And regardless what she had done in the past, she still loved her. He still loved her. And the same thing is with you. Regardless what you've done, maybe you think, like, I've failed. I don't know. Well, my life, I don't know if God will ever forgive me, but God does forgive you. He doesn't look at what you've done. He really looks after your heart. He really, really loves you. It took them that amount of time. And something that the Bible says is 1 John 3, 1. It says, see how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. That is what we are. Can you say that with me? Say, he calls us his children. He calls us his children. And that is what, you, what we are. Perhaps you think, what have I done to deserve this love? Nothing. And that is what grace is. It's like we don't deserve it. 
Maybe your parents failed you. Maybe your spouse failed you. But you know what the word of God says? In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. That's what God says. Maybe you don't feel like you deserve to be here, but I'm telling you, God has chosen you to be here. God has chosen you because he loves you. And a lot of people think that Christianity is about works. It's about the, all the stuff that we do, but it's not about that. It's about grace. We don't deserve this kind of grace, but regardless of what we deserve, God says, I'm going to give you this type of grace because I believe in you, because I have chosen you, and you are my child. You are my child. He doesn't look at you as some random person. He looks at you as his child. That's who you are. That's who you are. Can you say, I am a child of God? Can you believe it? I am a child of God. Look, this is amazing. When you actually understand what being a child is, it's like it's life-changing. Because a lot of people come to church. You can be in church for many years, but you still don't feel like a child. And then you, you, you don't really, you haven't really experienced God's love. Because being God's child changes everything you are. You know, last Sunday, I was in Bogota. Woo! What the Bogotanos? Woo. I was in Bogota, and I met this young guy. Um, and I was like, hey, can I speak to you? He's been in church for 10 years. And I was like, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? And then he's like, okay, um, I got to church 10 years ago. God delivered me. I was in drugs and everything. But now I'm, I'm in church. I love my wife. But um, his leader was there. His leader was there. I was like, yeah, he's been on and off in drugs. This is the fourth time in 10 years. This is the fourth time that um, he just fell into drugs again. He left his house. He disappeared for four days. And now he's back. He's saying he loves um, his wife. He says he loves his, he has three kids. And, and I was like, are you sure? You've, do you feel like God's child? Because uh, someone who's like a child, like God's child, wouldn't do these things. Are you sure? And I started just asking him these questions. Or like, what are your habits? Who are your friends? What are you doing? You come to church on Sundays, but what do you do during the week? Why do you mean you've been in church for 10 years? And then all of a sudden, you, you fall back and you're doing drugs. Like, what do you mean? Like, that doesn't just randomly happen. Like, I'm going to disappear for four days. He's like, I was hanging out with some friends. And, you know, they, gave, they invited me to this party. And they gave me some alcohol. And then one thing led to another. And then I was doing drugs. And then I was like, oh, my God. So why are you hanging out with those people? You've been in church for 10 years. Like, I don't understand. You haven't changed your friends. You know why that is? Because you don't feel like God's child. You feel like I'm just going to go there and I'm going to listen to a nice message and maybe one day I'll change. That's, that's your mindset. That's what you're thinking. And that's why you haven't had an encounter. That's why you haven't really felt 
or acted like a child of God. And I was just telling him, you're going to start doing some declarations for your life. You're going to start changing a couple of habits. Start with at least one habit. And then his leader was there. And he's like, you're going to start with a habit of waking up at the same time every day, at least. And going, because sometimes, even with his child, he would like, oh, like, till three in the morning playing video games. It's like, what kind of dad <laughs> would do that? But that's how messed up his life was. Like, no control of his life. Um, sometimes he would even like speak things that didn't make sense. And I was like, I can tell you don't read that much. He's like, that's right. Okay. So I was like, at least you're gonna start reading um, one chapter of the Bible, you can start meditating on it, and you're gonna get your life back. Look, this is the last chance your wife has given you. The last chance. Do you, do you love your kids? Do you love your wife? Yes. Or do you love drugs more? Or do you love that moment more? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay, you're gonna sign a commitment with your wife of a few things you're gonna change and you're gonna get your life back. So he agreed and they made a commitment, they wrote it down and he signed it. And I was like, the first thing is that you gotta, you gotta feel you're God's child. You gotta feel you belong to him. You've gotta feel like he embraces you no matter what you've done. And he's like, that's right, that's right, like he knows it. But right now he just gotta act like a child of God. Say that, I gotta act, I gotta act like a child of God. And a lot of you guys know what it is to be a child of God. And a lot of times we just don't act like it because we don't feel like it and we don't believe it. But God is telling you in his word, so you just gotta believe it, amen? I love that verse, 1 John 3, 5, 3, 1, if you want to write it down and memorize it this week, it's like, see how very much our Father loves us. He calls us His children, and that is what we are. It's amazing. It's really simple, but if you just understand it, you're going to be like, wow, this is great. The second thing that I want to talk to you about is that you have a purpose. Say, I have a purpose. One more time, I have a purpose. You know, Mark Twain said this. It says, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you figure out why. This is amazing. So as, as we said, like, God loves you from conception. So it was a miracle that you were born because... The devil doesn't want you to live from conception. He's always going to try everything so that you will live. So that's a miracle. But it says the second most important day of your life is what? When you figure out why you were born. And even as Christians, a lot of times we're like, why am, why am I here on earth? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I think all of us have. It's like, what's my purpose here on earth? And even like after 10 years, 20 years of being in church, you're like, 
I don't understand either. Do I have a purpose for God? Or am I just some random person in church? So God really has a purpose. And when you really figure out why you were made, why your, your purpose is, you're going to start acting different. And I, I actually went through that last year. I was like, God, you know, why, what is my purpose? You know, I'm already a little over 30, and I'm like, I preach the word. I'm doing this. I feel like I'm doing a lot of things, but what is the one thing you called me to do? And I just started praying, and I just started reading, and I just started doing some, um, like, research and searching within me and searching in the word of God. And then until one day I was like, wow, I do have a purpose, you know. I do have a purpose. God really created me to, to be a leader. And it's the same thing with you. When you realize, like, wow, I'm not just, like, a random dot, you know, six billion people on earth. I'm just like, no, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. And if you're here in this church today, we want to tell you that we believe that every one of you is here, who's here, is not here by accident, but it's here because God chose you. He chose this day for you to be here. And he's telling you, I have a purpose for your life. I want to use you. You're called to be a leader. All of you. Do you believe that? I see you guys like that. I see you guys like that. Amen? And you know what? The most amazing thing is that your purpose starts with God. Say that, my purpose starts with God. I'm sure you've seen like those movie stars or great entrepreneurs that you think like, wow, I, one day I want to get there. Or apparently they have like, you know, a lot of money and or like they got, they're great achievers in their careers. But then you look at their like personal lives and then you look at maybe they've been married like three or four times and you... You know, I'm like, I don't want to be like that. That's not like a role model to follow because it's not about what you can achieve in your career or what you can achieve that. All of that, God can give you all of that. But it's about finding God. And look what Ephesians 1.11 from the message says. It says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and we, what we are living for long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. So it's in Christ. Say that with me. Say, it's in Christ. It's in Christ we find out who we are. It's amazing. When you are able to get to know Christ in a personal way, you're going to find out what your purpose is. Because everything starts with our creator. Everything starts in what he created. It doesn't start with what you can think you can do or what you think you can achieve, but it all starts with God. It's a really simple principle, but I'm telling you that if you get to know God, he's the one who's going to tell you your purpose. Can you say it all starts with God? It all starts with God. And that's when you're going to find out who you are. And that's what you're going to find out what your purpose in life is. And I'm telling you the most amazing thing there is, is to live for Christ. 
That's the best thing you can find. You know, that's what happened to Paul or Saul. You know, he was first called Saul. He was like living a life, apparently a life of church. And like he was a follower of the scriptures and all this. And he thought he was doing something good. And then he was persecuting the Christians because he was just living by the law. But God saw, God saw something in, in, in Saul. He saw that he was a leader. He saw that he had the knowledge. But he's like, he's got to have an encounter with me. He's got to have an encounter with Jesus. So that's why God made him fall off his horse when he was going on his way to Damascus. And he's like, he, he was blind for three days. And that's when he had an encounter with Jesus. For three days, just like repenting, just crying out to God, and just saying like, my life was so lost, but I have found Jesus. I have found my purpose. And this is the same thing God wants to do with you. A lot of times we think, okay, I have so much studying. I have so much knowledge that I've done. But God's saying, that's not the right way to go. I have something better for you. And then he's like, I'm going to have you to encounter me, and I'm going to show you what I want to do with you. I'm going to show you the right way. And just like God did with Saul, he wants to do with you. And, you know, I like this quote by Rick Warren. It says, you were made by God and for God. And until you understand that, life will never make sense. Life will never make sense. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the achievements in the world. But if you don't understand that you were created by God and that you have to live for him, none of it will ever make sense. And it's got to be a revelation. I'm telling you, when you have that revelation, you're going to be like, wow, I have purpose. I have meaning. I have direction. And when we were sharing our declarations for every day, one of the declarations is, I wake up with direction and meaning every day. You're going to feel like that because it's not your direction. It's not your purpose. It's God's direction. And you're going to feel like God is the one who's hiding, who's guiding you in everything you do. And let's look at the next thing. Joel 2.13 says, Change your life and not just your clothes. Come back to God, your God, and here's why. God is kind and merciful. The last thing is the, the right choice. As I told you of that conversation that I had with my friend. Now he's my friend. I just met him. Uh, but something that I'm telling him is like, you have two kinds of choices. You can You have the choice, the, the choice of doing what's convenient, or you have the choice of doing what's right. What are you going to choose? What are you going to choose today? And you just started thinking, and it's the same thing with you. Maybe today is the first time that you're here, and maybe you're like, okay, I don't understand much of this. But deep inside, you know that the right choice is to follow God, is to follow his ways. And it's not the easiest choice sometimes. 
And I love this verse because God is telling you, change your life, not just clothes, not just your clothes. It's not about pretending who we want to be, but it's about living that type of life. And God is telling you today, change your life. You can do it. It's never too late to start. You can start today by giving him all of your heart, all of your life. It's never too late. And as I told this young man, it's not about just saying what you're going to change because I know you've come many times, you've come home, and you've told your wife all these things you're going to start doing, but it's about changing your life. It's two very different concepts. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm just going to do this, and I'm just going to do that. No, it's about changing your life deep inside that you feel like, wow, something's starting in me. Something's starting to burn in me. Your small decisions today will determine your future tomorrow. Repeat that after me. Your small decisions today will determine your future tomorrow. You know, sin is so easy. There's no effort. Loyalty demands effort and time. Faithfulness demands that you have principles. Unfaithfulness takes one minute but can bring destruction to a whole family. Telling the truth might cost you something at the moment, but lying can cost you your life. Will you choose what is right or what is convenient? What are you gonna choose? You know, even me as a married person, I have principles so that I can always remain faithful. Because a lot of times people think like, oh, once you're married, it's easy. No, I think once you're married, your principles even have to be like more strict. You know, I'm never with a man just by myself in a car. That's one of the principles that I have. Or like in a dinner for work or like, I try to keep always these principles with me even though I'm married. So those principles are gonna guard you because a lot of times you were like, God, I wanna be faithful. I wanna be faithful to my spouse. I wanna be faithful uh, to my boyfriend, but you don't have these principles. Another principle, like I wouldn't have a, another best friend who's a guy that's not my, my husband. That would be weird for me, you know? So it's like these principles that I know that are gonna guard me even though I'm married. And if you're single, you can also have these principles so you, that you can remain faithful. And this is what God wants you to be. He wants you to be faithful. He wants you to be loyal. And as I told you, it's going to take more time. It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more preparation. But at the end, it's not going to cost you your life. You're going to be like, I'm going to be faithful till the end. I'm going to be faithful because God has called me to be faithful. So what are you going to choose today? You know, John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy 
and I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. As a family, we lift this. We saw literally that the enemy came to steal because some men came to our house and stole many precious things that we had. The following week, we had an assassination attempt to, to destroy, to kill us, my parents, and it was the day of my birthday as well. So it's like we lift this verse literally. They wanted to destroy your dreams. They wanted to destroy who you are. But God says, I'm here to give you life and to give it to the fullest. And this is what we're believing. We're believing for eternal life. And it's the same thing God wants to do with, with you. Maybe the enemy has come to steal all your dreams. Maybe the enemy has come to steal your future. Maybe the enemy has come to steal your emotional life. I don't know what you've lost. Maybe you're living in a life of depression, of loneliness. But God is saying, I want to give you life to the fullest. That's the kind of life I want to give you. Come on, you're going to stand up and you're going to believe this. You're going to say, God, this is my time. I want to live my life to the fullest. I'm not here by accident. I'm here because you have called me for something greater. And you know, I love this verse. It says, now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. What are you going to choose today? There's always two choices. It says, I'm going to give you a choice to, for life or I'm going to give you a choice for death. I'm going to give you a choice for disaster or for prosperity. What are you going to choose today? Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.